does anyone actually believe in the divine right of kings? Um, not even the queen believes in the divine so right of kings. Wh- why do we have a, a- She believes in the divine right of queens. <laughs> slaying it, honey. I believe in the divine right of people because I'm Canadian. <laughs> so, the divine right of person. <laughs> I feel like, like Jacob Rees-Mogg person George. might believe in the divine right of kings. It is quite possible that Jacob Rees-Mogg believes in the divine right of kings, but then he also believes that the Pope should still control England. So, you know, it's sort of- I mean, who doesn't believe Swings that? and roundabouts. He probably- I mean, Woke Bay. <laughs> Here's the thing. He probably doesn't even believe this Pope should control England. He probably no, he, believes- He believes he's an anti-Pope, yeah. You know, he probably believes that, like, a Pope from, like, the 17th century should control England. Like- or like Alexander the Fourth should control England. Innocent the Fourth, very big dick pope in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Alexander Pope, another favourite pope of mine. Uh, ben Pope, we, a friend of ours. A, yeah, that, exactly. That's a plotline in the Da Vinci Code. Is that uh, they're hunting for a pope, and in fact they're actually looking oh yeah, for Alexander, it out to pope. Alexander Pope. Yeah, <laughs> huge, huge twist there from renowned author Dan Brown. J- Jacob, well, Jacob Rees-Mogg praying over the Da Vinci Code every night. The Queen and all the royals now are really boring because they know that they can't actually believe in the divine right of kings. They just try and be sort of as dull as possible and no one pays any attention to them mm. as much as they can and then they sort of hope they can just sort of skirt through another sort of five thousand years of hereditary monarchy i believe in the divine <laughs> right of wings because i believe that the national anthem should be banned on the run so wait the um the <laughs> in, riley in, didn't even get that joke. in reality no i've never heard any any guitar music you know this. <laughs> i hate guitar music but we know Paul McCartney that- is, is the right for king I, I, I i i believe in the divine right of kings but only in the sense of the go-off kings so the people who are just like the dumbest on Twitter, no, Jesse Ferrari, um, so dumb say, go off King. Um, <laughs> like, I, I may be thinking of a certain statistician here who may or may not have written his own book, or no, may or may not have eaten his own book, rather. Um, who was <laughs> the people who saw him eating more King books than they've read? I saw. I think I saw the man who ate his own book at the Battle of Ideas a couple of weeks ago. He's talking to Eric. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's the book eating contest at the Battle of Ideas. <laughs> Whoever can eat the most books wins. Fucking <laughs> Matthew Goodwinson over here. I see. See, see. Most most business people they listen to audiobooks while they do their like ten mile runs every morning. But I eat books while I go do my ten mile <laughs> runs. It's, a, it's, it's um, an important source of protein. <laughs> it contains essential inks. Yeah. I've had. I've, I'm on my tenth Nutribullet because I keep. I keep. I keep blending Adam yeah. Smith Institute pamphlets. The, the, <laughs> that's, no, that's empty calories. <laughs> the ideas are so sharp that they dull the blades. Of but the hold on. What, what were you saying earlier about why Jacob Rees-Mogg couldn't possibly real, like, even if he does believe in the divine? right of kings it's weird that he would hear okay because jacob Rees-Mogg is a really devout catholic and votes in parliament according to what the pope says but because he's catholic the law says he can't be king and if you're a catholic you in the line of succession you're considered sort of naturally dead and you sort of you they pretend you just don't exist yeah well that's it everybody it's the no trash futures and orange order podcast now (laughs) yeah we're we're marching we're marching in belfast but you wouldn't want you wouldn't want king jacob rees mogg though he's too unstable i mean that is a man who is one rough tuesday away from wearing two monocles it'd also be very expensive very expensive because he's got about like sort of 18 children so So we'd have to subsidize all of them and so many weddings here's the thing that is a man who that is a that is a man who fucks 
Yeah, and Quite doesn't and yeah. does not use protection because he does what the Pope says. We are going to we are going to get into how to, how Jacob Rees-Mogg probably actually wouldn't be the most terrible king, and how that's not a compliment to Jacob Rees-Mogg after this. Welcome to Casper Mattresses. What the fuck, Hussein? <laughs> God damn it. Our do, you new need, do, you need, do you need a new set of German razors? Yeah. We, Remy, we bought our own factory. <laughs> Remy didn't pay us, but by God, if oh. you need to sell a mattress. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to, okay, I was going to say something about Mac Weldon and Bet DSI, and you can bet if your underwear is going to rip, but I have a better thing, which is that the Japanese restaurant nearby me wants to sponsor us. Amazing. Will they pay us? Uh, in Japanese food, which is really good. Do they mail you a weekly razor blade, though? Uh, well, no. Because if not, they can't sponsor podcasts. It's a, <laughs> that's it's a the very danger. strict rule. Wait, I was going to say, that's the danger. There's a razor blade hidden in every roll. But I feel like that <laughs> is Halloween. Be, Halloween is coming up. That wouldn't be conducive to us getting sponsored. <laughs> my mom my mom shared a post on Facebook that razor blades are a, a big danger this week, you know, as, as we get yeah. closer to... I've heard that some some of the candy will have a single grain of fentanyl on it, which will cause you and everyone you've ever (laughs) loved to die immediately. If you're in prison, you can actually subscribe to a special tier of the Trash Future Patreon, where you can actually, when you get your episode delivered every week, there's a there's a shiv hidden inside (laughs) it, which you can use to assert your dominance on the higher higher tier. You get a you get a nail file to sort of work. (laughs) (laughs) The the debate me tier, so you can get out of prison to debate us. Uh, Oh yeah, (laughs) I also wanted to before you you become that you become the top dog in prison by debating the other prisoners into submission <laughs> before i announce before i announce who's here today because there's some new voices uh, i wanted to also announce the birth of the debate meet here on patreon mm. uh, so if someone is giving you a hard time if someone is saying actually i'm just asking questions about maybe if white people have the same genetic material as god or whatever <laughs> then you can just link them to our patreon and tell them to pay the debate me price and yeah. then everybody wins somehow. We'll conduct a DNA analysis on white people and that, that guy with the afro who paints stuff. Exactly. So, the anyway. The UK government's doing quite good DNA oh, tests right now. Yeah, that's, gonna, oh. that's insane. Well, we totally just phrenologized everybody who like looked at the country. Sajid Javid, if you sign up to this tier, we'll DNA test you and, and send you to a country you're not from. <laughs> that's the that's the ultimate. And, I love that. And, sending you back where you came and, from, low key owns. But not even where you and, came from. And with, really and, high and, key and with, owned. And we're and with the debate meter, you also get uh, feet pics as well, right? Of Sajid so that comes with the package too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, every, so, so, so every month you get a picture of a foot, but we don't actually tell you whose foot it is. Yo, that's that's um, that's the incredible thing about like about British sort of like like not even repatriation, just depatriation policy is that they basically just like put you up against a dulux color chart, and if you're insufficiently white, they spin a wheel of places to send you, and it's like you're going to. Botswana. Well, we it's, used to we used to send the Irish to the Caribbean, so it's not a, it's, not, it's not a new back it's when not they were the, the poor fucking Caribbean back, back when they were the first slaves. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, we have gone for too long without anyone knowing who the fuck we are. I'm Riley. You know me from all the other episodes of this podcast. Here's Milo sitting across from me on the boards, not as hungover as the last time he was on yeah. the boards. There's Hussein in the bowl. Hello, Hussein from the bowl. Hello. I'm I'm in Sharia prison right now. <laughs> We also have Ned Donovan, journalist and professional royal watcher, but also royal critic here what with us today. What brand of binoculars do you use, Ned? Uh, I like to camp out at least three days before, 
Um, mm-hmm. I um, Disney hides <laughs> to not spook the royals. What we're doing today is uh, Ned has kindly come in to offer us a rundown of the sort of most evil and incompetent people ever to reign over this island because their dad fucked the right person or whatever. Uh, but first, like, I just want to like hang a, on a minute. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, 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 no, it's more if your mum fucked the right person, and, and as the history of the royal family goes. Yeah, very, very fine. But you know, a, a fuck reason. They're they're basically allowed unimaginable <laughs> wealth and privilege. Like people just sort of dying around them left and right, and they get to wear gold shoes at a time when the average life expectancy is like ten. Because All right, Riley, of fuck stop reasons. talking about my private life. <laughs> Very approved fact of the royal family. <laughs> That's an old cut. Um, yeah. So what's the what's the basis? Why do we send these people to Fiji? Uh, we send these people to Fiji because for the last uh, long, long, long period of time, uh, Britain is a monarchy. And regardless of who you elect and regardless of who is prime minister, the person who actually signs everything and is in charge is a... A uh, 92-year-old woman who likes horses and lives in Buckingham Palace. And uh, the the general it's argu- not always it's yeah, not always it's that? not always a 92-year-old woman who likes horses. <laughs> Last year she was 91, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Next year she may be 93. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth likes different things from year to year. <laughs> Although the, the, this the, year I like doilies. The the argument used to be that there is a divine right of kings to rule, and then at some point right. that transition to well, actually the king ruling performs a service for everybody. Right. Actually, the king just rules. <laughs> The, the idea is that God God was too busy, you know, to bother mm. around with. Sort <laughs> of, all the kings are marine. God, 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 God is a busy guy. <laughs> God 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 is too busy to sort of bother with like laws and stuff, um, and so he anointed a bunch of people on Earth to be his representative, and that is how monarchies start. And then eventually, it sort of becomes a bit weird to imagine that, and then they just sort of exist because it's kind of a bit of a bother to remove them, and people die. Um, and people get upset. So you just keep them and you pay them money and they go to Fiji uh, and they sign laws. So it's like we have Queen Elizabeth and um, the US has Brett Kavanaugh. That's the. <laughs> I can't wait till Brett, Brett, Ka- Brett Kavanaugh is like the Fiji queen, gone wild. The queen, the queen actually has to be approved by the Senate. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> but like the, there is, there is, before we get into the actual list of royals, there is a kind of liberal argument. There is a liberal royalist argument where it's like, oh, well, actually, uh, we make more, mo- we make so much money in commemorative plates that the royal, f- it's good to keep the royal right. family so, around. So in theory, um, the royals cost you about 60 pence per year, which is, you know, a decent. What is that? Three Freddos? Yeah, three Freddos, maybe a Twix, something like that. Mm-hmm. So that, that gets you your royal family. Um, and the argument is they bring in all this tourism, um, things like that. Um, whereas obviously in France, where they removed their monarchy, um, people still go and visit things so france famously mm. not a place people go yeah but how much never more to would they go yeah. to france no they don't go to versailles because a like you know a, a sort of 22 year old guy who's like owns an entire country uh doesn't live there and it's like oh we don't want to see that correct not even don't not even uh, all the but time. actually it's kind of helpful for the government because they get to do a bunch of stuff under what's something called the royal prerogative which is where the queen uses sort of executive power and then she can sort of seize land um, invade countries, um, take people's ships, 
Um, and hate it when the queen takes my ships. <laughs> during the Falklands, hands off my ships, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> during the Fal- during the Falklands War, she she took some cruise liners to take troops to the Falklands. Ah, that was interesting. I like the idea of like some people who were just on a cruise accidentally getting sent to the Falklands <laughs> War. Like Bob, Bob and Marjorie from Basildon are like being handed a helmet and a rifle, being like, "Well, you're in it now, lads. <laughs> it's sink or swim. Now, are you going to kill some Argies or not?" <laughs> I've, it's just like Michael Gove, you know, I've, I've never flown a Harrier, but I'm pretty sure I could do it if I tried. <laughs> well, David Davis, of course, would take charge in that scenario. Yeah, he would da- assess their vulnerability to attack and he would make a plan. David Davis, who when I was at a, a party once, um, a reception, he was sort of staring out onto the horizon at this garden party. And I turned to him and I said, what are you looking at? And he goes, well, I'm assessing the threat potential for this, uh, this venue because we're quite open here and we could be attacked at any point. Does David Davis just have a lot of enemies? <laughs> no, David Davis, though David Davis is like the old version of a guy who like makes whooshing noises when he does a karate demonstration to try and impress someone he meets. He's the old guy version of that. He wears multiple poppies because that is the only way to show respect. Mm-hmm. Of course. And also to, to show respect. You know, for I, the- I heard actually he shoots up heroin because it's made from poppies, which is the most patriotic thing to do in <laughs> to November. Do That's the worst thing. Injecting pure opium to respect the troops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, if you buy pure opium, it does support a lot of people who are nominally on our side in Afghanistan, where we look the other way from a lot of other shit they do. Oh, amazing. Can that be Can that be the new editorial position of the podcast, is that we should legalize heroin in order to support farmers in Afghanistan? In order, in order- but hang on, no, we, we, but Britain launched a war and put opium into China to maintain the tea trade. Damn, it's almost as though the <laughs> fact that the poppy- Wait, How does this opium just make people horny we, for tea? I don't understand. We, we, the Chinese refused to let us export and import tea, so we got their entire population addicted to opium. Until they open the ports, we just we just roofied the Chinese <laughs> into agreeing to sell us tea. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't remember signing this tea document. Yeah, I bet you don't love. Uh, That's yes. how we got Hong Kong. We got China addicted to opium and then said Hong Kong is ours. Yeah, they, 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 like one Hong cr- Kong was ours. It was it? No, it was like, like a cra- Just give me some more of that. Opium. It was it was one crazy night of like just do, of like doing drugs and business with Britain, and then you wake up and you've opened up a restaurant, and somehow Britain has Hong Kong. But- I mean, it's that problem where we produced a lot of opium in India and we didn't have anywhere to take it. And so we just thought we should just get the entire population of China addicted to heroin. Anyway, I mean, that's a lot of people. Britain. So what we're saying yeah. is that Britain has a noble and liberal history, which everybody should actually respect. And, you know, the, the colonized peoples were lucky. And the kings and queens we were supporting, they were doing a lot for us. So we're talking royals. Yeah. We're talking... Some of the most sort of some of the people who might disprove the thesis that the royal family is really anything been anything other than pernicious. Uh, who are we? Who are we going to start with? Someone. Let's let's get medieval. <laughs> I'm going to get medieval on his ass. Uh, you want to talk about Proud Boys? Um, I want to talk about Richard the First and King John and how Richard the First was, in your eyes, the first ever Proud Boy. Well, look, Richard the First was a. This is. This, this he was the a boy, early, that much is for sure. I say, the early ones are kind of are kind of have a couple of my opinions in them. But when you think so it's about it. It's like a it, sort of Eric Garland uh, sort of thread beginning here, you know. Well, oh, you yeah. think, how, how King John was first was the, how King Richard the First was the first proud boy. Oh, no, the Russian thread. <laughs> Actor analysis. No, he was just a, he was he, he was he was an an English king in I think the 11th century who just decided, you know what? Fuck the Middle East. 
I'm going beast mode. I'm going to take everybody I know, and we're just going to go and take Jerusalem from the Arabs, which is a mission that has now been accomplished by Donald Trump. Is it 12th century? Is that, is that? 12th century? I think so, because King John was very early 13th century, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah, I think. Okay. So 12th century, Richard I takes every guy in England who can hold a sword and just- Including children. Including chil- including children. Children's crusade. Cool guy. Yeah, they sort of jack the, each other children's off. Children's crusade was the hipster crusade when a bunch of children went to the Holy Land. So it's like- that, you know, that they, is, they got lost they got in drowned, They got drowned, to yeah. be fair, they got, they got drowned on the way. You know what so. that is? That's Logan Paul going Why to the suicide forest. <laughs> team, team 10, team 10, take the Holy Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it basically, uh, someone, <laughs> the Saracen said that Beyonce was overrated and all these kids were like, <laughs> that is fucking it. <laughs> And then he, but he went, he went to the Holy Land to, you know, ransack it and free a whole Jerusalem from Arab control, put it back under Christendom, confuse all of the locals, and um, basically, yes, do more or less what Donald Trump did. So that's why I think he was more or less the first proud boy. I don't no. think that Donald Trump achieved anything it's Donald, it's on Donald the Trump, scale of Richard Donald Trump, I'm going to say Donald Trump moved the American embassy to Jerusalem. But Donald Trump, is he a proud boy? I mean, he is, he's much beloved by the Proud yeah, He's Boys. America's special boy. <laughs> yeah, he's America's special boy. Yeah, I, okay, I disagree <laughs> with comparing Donald Trump to a historical figure like Richard I, because like they might be on a similar level of wokeness, but it's much more understandable with Richard I, who lived in like the late 1100s. The other, the other <laughs> like, thing. It's like, Donald, Richard I is definitely a far superior person to Donald Trump. The other thing is, I, I'm sure Richard I was able to like, you know, pick up a, a knife or wear like a heavy suit, where I feel like Donald Trump would just kind of melt into a puddle of sort of congealed fat. Yeah, Richard the First was jacked. He, he go, yeah, he got killed by a crossbow. Yeah, I mean, it's sweet dude. I mean, if Donald Trump wants to give that a go, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> but Richard the First, and William when Donald Tell Trump shit. sort of laid siege to a castle in France. <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to turn this into a golf course. Why can't you just agree with me? Thud. Richard the fir- Richard the First uh, is not really that. I mean, he's horrible in almost every other way, but he was like competent. Um, critics, and, critics say, and this is yeah. He is. I mean, he's a medieval king. You're seriously doing a leftist analysis of someone who lived in the 1100s. Yes. <laughs> I am, but because it's a comedy show, Milo. It's not a historical accuracy show, which would be a terrible yeah. show. A show about historical accuracy. What are you talking about? We 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 um, don't, we don't like care about, about facts. We only care about way. feelings, and we care about numbers. Yeah, we only care about feelings. Um, so Richard the first. Basically bad, but roughly competent. <laughs> King John, on the other hand, who ruled in his stead. Yeah, so, so King John, who was sort of left in charge while Richard went to, I, I guess in your idea, become the first Proud Boy, um, was left in charge and managed to piss everyone off. Um, he then became king. He lost the country's entire gold supply, um, taking a trip through a swamp um, in, East, we, in East Anglia. Never, the gold was never to be seen again. <laughs> Sorry, lads. Like, I'm just off for a trip through this swamp. <laughs> hey, John, do you maybe not want to take the whole country's gold supply with you? No. <laughs> so you can steal it? Uh-huh. I'm not dumb. <laughs> and then, of course, was was uh, beloved of Robin Hood, the uh-huh. first the first socialist, as you know. Uh, indeed. Not yeah. Jesus. It was, it was, it was Robin Hood. It was Hood. Robin Hood. Um, yeah. And uh, he was so bad that supposedly no British royal can actually be called John because it's, you know, pretty bad PR, mm. bad, bad brand image. It's, if, if you're called John, you'll like what, like lose all of Britain's foreign currency reserves in like a, <laughs> outside of Edinburgh. The queen, the queen went to Norwich and ended up losing the entire Bank of England. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be so bad. 
Um, okay, Worst so, things have happened on trips and, to Norwich. That and is then, true, yeah. <laughs> Let's be having you. And not only are, were they not allowed to be called John, but then he also signed the Magna Carta, which is like much beloved of sort of British history humpers. It's my favorite Jay-Z album. <laughs> He went to go see the Magna Carta. Jay Z was the was the original uh, Salisbury Cathedral tourist, oh. and, and he he took a trip specifically to Salisbury Cathedral to go and see the Magna Carta, which and was then, um, which was signed in twelve fifteen. But it is much oh, beloved. Sorry. Of- it's b- beloved by uh, true British patriots because it grants rights for you to not have your mill pond um, seized by mm. the king of the day. And, and to own at least one corpse. Yes, to own at least one corpse. Um, and to make sure your serfs uh, do not um, cause too much trouble. That's why I always love when everyone's t- on Twitter like calls themselves a classical liberal. They're like, oh, well, I'm a liberal in the tradition of the 18th century or whatever. And then anytime someone tells about like Britain being like, or the West being the naturally best society, they're like, yeah, well, when the Arabs were digging holes in ditches, we had the Magna Carta. There's a weird- digging holes in ditches. <laughs> <laughs> when the ditch is a galaxy enough. brain. <laughs> what do I tell you? You know what they're going to expect us to dig the holes classical, somewhere else? Classical liberal types are an incoherent people. There's a weird trend. The dish is just digging a trench, the, isn't it? Where the Magna, uh, sorry, Magna Carta, not the Magna Carta. That's the, they love that pedantry as well. Um, was signed in Runnymede, and there's some weird shrines there, all paid for by weird American sort of Federalist um, and uh, sort of conservative charities. They've paid for sort of all these altars for for Magna Carta. To be Runnymede. fair, all of those people do wish they could own people. Yeah, and and they would and not that was like the point of the American Constitution. Yeah. yeah, they would not like their windmills to be taken. But they do want to have serfs. <laughs> they didn't call them that, but every single Federalist writer does kind of secretly want that. That was that was pretty bad. So Richard Richard the First and John basically just fuck up England so bad that like we have to have a sort of constitutional monarchy, but you know it's a constitutional monarchy that protects the rights of like eight guys. It's more than eight, but not much more. <laughs> uh, it, it, it used to be that sort of any any sort of distant cousin of the queen had to get permission to get married until about five years ago, or else all your property in Britain was forfeited. So <laughs> these these laws are so <laughs> random. Nick Clegg Nick Clegg ended that. That was one of his achievements. Oh, okay. Was he he meant sure he made sure that inbred minor royals didn't have to get permission to get married. Yeah, that was worth that was worth increasing benefit sanctions, yeah. and he might have made them less inbred as a result. <laughs> I mean, that you know, I, I love how just like weird, like how the consequences don't be like, oh yeah, if you get married without the queen's permission, you forfeit all your property, and if if by happenstance you should ch- you should tread on a swan, well, you better believe you have to be spanked with a paddle made of wood and uh, and d- dead. Uh, I don't know, Not so lost. fucking easy, is it? <laughs> Well, hang on a minute. I'm the one who does the riffs, <laughs> but, but that's what makes Britain great. That is what makes Britain great. Yeah, yeah. That and of course our much vaunted sovereignty that the EU can't take from after, us. After Brexit, we yeah. will never be able to kill a swan again. No, it's no killed swans. The European Commission were planning to let us Wind, kill swans. Windmills are sacrosanct. <laughs> windmills, not the Dutch kind, no. <laughs> oh, oh, heavens, not that, no. Not that mm. queer European kind of windmill. Jacob, Jacob Rees-Mogg gets to own people again. It's going to be great. Our windmills are making port and uh, pies, not not Adam and <laughs> clogs. <laughs> you, make, you make you make clogs in a mill, don't you? I don't know. God knows what they're up to over there. Um, so I want to move. I want to move a little bit into the sort of you might might say sort of early to mid modern period, um, and get to Charles the Second. 
Charles II, um, first monarch after our brief our brief uh, flirt with uh, republicanism when you had the two Cromwells. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Cromwell eventually just actually sort of getting bored of being Lord Protector of England and just becoming a hermit in the countryside and no one really noticing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they invited Charles II back, who was sort of a great sort of playboy king, had no legitimate children, um, and was the son of obviously Charles I, who'd been beheaded. Um, had and he on his deathbed became Catholic, um, specifically lit- literally to own the libs, um, because 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 no, everyone there was was furious that he would be Catholic. Um, That's a cool way to own the libs. Converts like Catholicism your religion on your deathbed. To own libs. <laughs> <laughs> Owning the libs with your last breath. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like David Vance could only dream of that level of owning the libs. But if he were ever to become Catholic, I think he'd spontaneously combust. My last breath will be me describing the action of replying to someone's tweet with a very zoomed in picture of their own Twitter profile <laughs> picture. <laughs> um, Quite a long last breath, but it'd be worth it. So A, A, going back to the Republicanism thing, um, before everyone's like, oh, damn, it was so great when they were Republicans. Uh, Oliver Cromwell, one of the other Cromwells, basically enslaved all of Ireland. So that wasn't great either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people in charge are just bad. It's not, you know. Unless it's the Soviet Union. Ah, yes. Famously, famously, a group of people that didn't enslave anyone. No, I'm trying to get the tankies to like us. Maybe the tankies will like us now. I, I don't want the tankies to like us. So, so it's Charles, all on tankies. So Charles II um, is sort of, is, is in charge and basically is a massive sort of fop but mm. also mm. fucks. He, yeah, I mean, he had um, sort of plenty of mistresses, uh, Protestant mistresses, Catholic mistresses, uh, a lot of illegitimate children, none none sort of real sort of children, but loads and loads, of course they're real. No, 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 no sort of imaginary, imaginary children. His, his, his wife's just kept, his mistresses just kept going around with like pillows Actually, under no, their no, skirts. Queen, Queen Mary... Uh, the first had a was convinced she was pregnant and she wasn't and she just pretended she was pregnant for a long time. So, so he it's did not, have a fake child. So Queen Mary just another. really liked getting a seat on the tube. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so Charles II caused problems because when he died, his brother um, James II became king and then he got chased out of the country and we invited a Dutch man to come and be king instead. Mm-hmm. And then, of, and then, finally, it was illegal to be Catholic. Was, and that is a point at which the good British windmills started producing all this foreign muck, like clogs and what have you. Which is why we need to go back to traditional British windmills making beef Wellington. All, all of these, all of these, like, like, like nationalists who say they're a proud dad or whatever in their bio, definitely, like, if you sort of tell them that William of Orange was a Dutch man. Like they would, I, I'm sure they would just sort of throw themselves into the nearest river. I mean, well, his name is of orange. I mean, it's like he's not when the Dutch it. king, the Dutch king came to came to London this week, and the FCO issued um, sort of a video, sort of talking about British, like a warning. It was like British Dutch relations, and one of the slides they used as a great example of how close we are was England even had a Dutch king for 13 years, even though he kind of invaded the country with a sort of large army and just marched to London. Ooh. Um, so, but Charles, but Charles was also sort of like, um, what, wait, was he an incompetent boob or was he actually good at running the country? He spent a lot of money 
and <laughs> didn't didn't really do. He spent he sort of spent he's I, they worked it out that him and his dad, him and Charles the First, spent something like five million pounds a year on clothes. Yeah, that's what you if that's what you need to spend to have a good father son relationship. You can't put a price tag on that. It's the friends we made along the way, Ned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but unlike his dad, he wasn't beheaded. So you know. Swings and roundabouts. They were there. The original go off kings. They were they were absolutely on fleek. <laughs> the go off kings is a real thing that exists. It's like Jesse Ferrar's game stream. But the original go off kings. <laughs> yeah, no, it was yeah, it was them. They've been they've been gaming and streaming like longer than Charles, like any of these Charleses were around. Like they were originally like playing tic tac toe on rocks and then making jokes about you know. Yeah, I love the whole Charles series. The, the Charles and the first, two Charles, two second, and of course Charles the third, Tokyo Drift. I don't know personally. I'd, I'd like I'd like to I'd like to see Jesse Ferrar live stream a game of chess and be like, hey, this. I, I don't know if this is one of my pawns or your tiny little prick, dude. And I think that'd be hilarious. I don't even know who any of these people I, are. I don't know what <laughs> this is. They edit them out saying they don't know who Jesse Ferrar is. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't care if people know that I don't know who Jesse Ferrari is. If anything, I think it makes me sound more intelligent. <laughs> I'm going to level with you. All right. Anyway, those were some of the those were some of the older polls. Now, let's um let's talk about a la- about a, a dude's named like a lady. No, ladies la- uh, named like a dude. Well. In fact, the opposite of la- dudes named so, like a lady. So if you're if you're a woman who marries a royal. Um, you don't actually get to keep your own name. Uh, not not sorry, your surname, your first name. So uh, if you marry, let's say Prince Harry, you actually become Princess Harry. Um, Wait, so oh, so yeah. Meghan is actually Princess Harry. Nobody is talking about this. No one's talking about this. That's so odd because it's really odd. So, the, but what normally happens is there's other things in the way that you sort of call them. I don't know, Duke of Cambridge or Duke of Sussex or whatever. So there's Prince Michael of Kent, who's the Queen's cousin there's loads of them and he's married to princess uh, michael of kent okay I'll yes, come and he's this, married yeah. to princess michael of kent who isn't actually named michael it's just her husband's name so she doesn't have her own name anymore um <laughs> and she um she's german um she uh gets to live in kensington palace and used to pay 70 pounds rent a year to live there um now she pays a hundred thousand pounds a year after people realized she was only paying 70 quid. I mean, still, I mean, you could scarcely get a studio flat for that in the rest of London. (laughs) And um, she thinks that she is uh, posher than all the other members of the royal family. She claims that the royal family are, in fact, really common. Because they're all German, but she's uh, more German than that. She's more German. She's the Germanist. She's also also, like very problematic for other reasons. So she's a racist. More problematic than just being, well, hang on, a German racist. Uh, Help me get my head around this. (laughs) She, um, there's a a really uh, famous incident where she went to New York in 2004 and went to a restaurant and decided that a group of uh, African-American diners near her were too loud um, and told them they should go back to the colonies um, and then defended she herself. She was in the colonies at the time. <laughs> she, Did she not she, understand how She then defended, because they were too noisy, and she then defended herself later, saying that they were just a bunch of loud rappers. Um, and it later emerged that they were investment bankers, a music executive, lawyers, and a journalist. Um, Ooh. And she, she, she never actually apologized. Yeah, no, it's, that's, that's, that's what's great about the royal family um, and all of Europe's royals, actually, yeah. is that they have an, an entangled gene pool enough that they have like daredevil vision, but for racial stereotypes, it's wonderful. She, she gave an interview where she said that um, the British public should be careful about the bloodlines uh, that they have in their families um, and that if people continue to have mixed marriages, the, the bloodlines will disappear. Um, Wait, so Princess Michael thinks that everyone should only have gay marriages? <laughs> 
Um, but she, she's just, then your kids will be pure as hell. She, I mean, like she thinks animals shouldn't have rights because they don't vote. Um, and they don't have bank sure, accounts. I mean, yeah. She says that dogs don't have bank accounts, so that dogs shouldn't have rights. Dude, which is, wait, wait, this is like the guy, this is like the Elon Musk fan who replied to me on Twitter when I was talking about the fact that uh, even though Elon Musk hasn't ever gone to space, like a, a load of dogs went to space for free in the Soviet Union. And he was like, but you do realize that those dogs didn't go there using their own money. And I'm like, yeah, I realize they're dogs. So, but she, she's really into sort of weird animals, sort of metaphors. Like she, she claims that because baboons um, have a hereditary system of sort of almost monarchy, she said, um, I always knew that when people who aren't like us claim that she, people like us uh, claim that hereditary rank is not part of human nature, they must be wrong. And now you've given me evolutionary proof with these baboons. Oh, so she's Jordan Peterson. Basically. Yeah. She yeah. is, she, she is. But she doesn't make her in bad. Except also her point is that the royal family are like baboons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all remember Ethelred the red arsed. <laughs> I mean, she, I don't know, man. A lot of people come from far and wide to see like the queen throw her shit across a room. When, when Meghan Markle got sort of introduced to the royal family, um, Princess Michael of Kent turned up at Buckingham Palace for the lunch wearing a brooch with a medieval painting of a blackamoor on it. Blackamoor. It's a it's a medieval sort of uh, painting of someone from North Africa, and she wore it because she thought it was appropriate for lunch with Meghan Markle in Buckingham Palace. Very normal. <laughs> and she, but very, also very she has a farm, and on her farm she has two black sheep named Venus and Serena. Wow. But I also that is, why, that is why would you accuse Venus and Serena of being that hairy? That's what I don't understand. I, I also obviously what she's getting at. I, I'm looking slightly down the Google Doc here, and I'm a huge like a huge fan of the fact that like when Harry was young, dumb, and wearing swastikas, she thought people were making too much of a fuss. But now that he's in an interracial marriage, she's saying, "Wait a minute, I don't know about this hairy guy." Yeah. yeah so so when when he wore that uh, Nazi uniform to a party, she said that everyone was just causing too much of a fuss. Um, and that actually, no, it's, it's perfectly fine. But I imagine now she's furious because he's he's married someone who's of mixed race. And so she's she's probably lost it. The other day I was thinking about like when people do fancy dress as Nazis, because I'm a normal person. <laughs> and you know, what I was thinking about was that time. Remember when Max Mosley was all in the press for having that Nazi themed orgy where they're yeah. all dressed up as Nazis. And I was like, that's very weird in the modern day. But where it would be much weirder actually is Nazi Germany. Because it would be like, why are you having an orgy just dressed up as the people who run the country? <laughs> <It'd be> like, <laughs> <very odd. laughs> Imagine having an orgy and you're just dressed as David Davis. <laughs> 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 it would be so weird. Just Sajid Javis, Jeremy Hunt. Oh yeah, you've been a, you've been a bad girl. I'm going to send you back to Trinidad just, and Tobago. Just, just so, like, some guy dressed up as Matt Hancock parkouring over Liz, a threesome. This Liz, Liz, Liz Trust talking about pork markets. That's 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 that's, that's the real fetish. Mm, yeah. Right. So I'm going to open up a pork market in your ass. So basically, Princess Michael of Kent is the kind of reactionary sociopath. Who but she's like a, a person who's alive now. Yes. Like this isn't someone, you know, sort of 95 and okay. sort of lives. She was born <laughs> in the 18th century, but she's still alive. She's still going. So she, but she's like, she's like the queen a, hates her. Points for the queen. Yeah. So, Huge so points she's, for the queen. So, so <laughs> the she's a real royal. <laughs> she is a reactionary psychopath, essentially. Yeah. Um, who's just sort of basically every is a, a feeling of unearned superiority and sort of combined with racial animus, sort of animate animates animus animates racial animates anime. most of her every move. <laughs> Hussein Hussein's uh, Tintin but anime. 
Oh, racial anime? I thought you said racial animals. I was like, okay, um, I guess. Uh, no, we did. I think animus. An- I think it was animus that then became. Anim- anime is famously very woke. Um, so, I, I I can't actually remember the last anime that I watched with like any character that wasn't that kind of specific tone of peach. It's true. Ooh. Wait, hang on a minute. Actually, anime is the original horseshoe theory, isn't it? Because it's beloved both of the tankies and of like the alt-right neckbeards. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's where true. they that's where it's, they meet. There's, there's more that unites us than divides us. And that is true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's jacking it to hentai boobs. <laughs> it's it's jacking it to some good hentai. Um, now is a time when America needs to come together <laughs> in this time of pipe bombs and so on in order to jack it to pipe to hentai boobs. That's something I can imagine Donald Trump saying. <laughs> If you get me, if you get me alone you, with Donald Trump he, in the Oval Office for ten minutes, I could get him to make that speech. But do you think? Do you think he's ever watched anime? Almost. Certainly. No, he's never watched. He's never taken in any media that doesn't like immediately concern him. He doesn't remember it. No, <laughs> you know, it's a. It's, he's been someone, shown it. I'm sure. If someone made a Donald Trump anime, my guess is he would say, "Well, yes, I've always been able to shoot uh, shoot energy beams from my palms. Yeah. I have the best Kamehameha in the country. I have since the '90s. It's why it's why I could have had Cheryl Teagues." Okay, these these Asian chicks who were jacking me off, they were very shiny, okay? They were some <laughs> of the shiniest Asian chicks anyone's... Everyone agrees, actually, okay? They're a very specific color of peach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, moving moving well, moving well, on, moving slightly backwards in time, actually, where we have George IV to, to mm, look into. Mm. Moving slightly backwards in time from Princess <laughs> Michael again to George IV. <laughs> yes. Back in, back in time, but not in approach. Yes, <laughs> Geolo- geological time. Back in geological time, George the Fourth was the madness of King George, wasn't he? No, that was his dad. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. George the Third, who went totally mad and started sort of shitting purple. Um, ah, and they were like, actually, ma- maybe this man should not be king. George, George <laughs> the Third was just doing a fucking but, beetroot cleanse. But his son was was quite possibly even worse. Like George the Third wasn't actually, besides the America stuff, was actually pretty sort of mundane. But mm. but but George the Fourth was sort of weighed about. 25 stone. Um, he and was thick boy. He was the thick, <laughs> ignore the size of this the, lad. The thick king. Um, but he, he was sort of regent when George III went mad. But he would just spend all the country's money on gambling and building pleasure palaces like the one in Brighton. Um, Wasn't he ooh. portrayed by Hugh Laurie in Blackadder? Yes. Wait, yes. hang on. What actually is a pleasure palace? Is, so is, that, is, that, is that as sexy as it sounds? The Royal Pavilion in Brighton was George IV's sex palace. And he would just had, it was just where he'd sort of brought all his mistresses and they had orgies while he I was- I fucking love this guy. Can we get him on? Um, <laughs> like he had a special chair that was like a sex chair. So like people, <laughs> so like people were angled in the right way and he could just, he wouldn't have to do anything. So he would just sit on the chair and um, there was he's another- He's the Steven Seagal yeah. of fucking- <laughs> He just does it all from a chair. <laughs> so he just sat on the chair and like there was another little bit of the chair. Someone could sit on it and he just, he just he didn't have to move at all. Um, wow. Because he, he weighed about 25 stone. And, um, Huge. Yeah, he built up this debt of today's money, about sort of 150 million pounds. And Parliament agreed to bail him out in return for all of the king's land. Instead of Northern Rock, he was uh, Northern Cock. But he got to keep all of the king's horses and all of the king's men. Um, so if I, that settlement was sort of relatively important to the arguments yeah. that sort of like some people make today that, well, actually we don't pay for the royals. They've given right. us all their land. So the, yeah, so the royals are paid for by money from the crown estate, which is all the mon- all the land the crown technically owns. But because the thick king uh, gambled all our money away, actually the people kind of own it. 
he doesn't he doesn't own it at all. But he became mm. sort of in later in his life, he sort of became quite addicted to Laudanum. Um which was that the sort sounds of sounds like a like a stately home. Which is now which is now the sort of real sort of hipster um drug, but it was all the rage and you took tincture of Laudanum. It's just opium and red wine, right? It's yeah, it's opium and spirits. It's opium and, and spirits. And you take drops of it. And it's got so I think it's got lead and silver oh, in it. That sounds so other good stuff. Other good <laughs> all stuff. The all, the, all the key nutrients. So they get that text Friday night asking if you're looking for some laudanum. <laughs> it's the original raw water. <laughs> no, it's the original lean. It's the original like yeah. dropping a couple of Zanny bars in like a to-go cup full of like, got some great laden champagne. You're into Sizzip? That's yeah, cute. Cost <laughs> some it's, great it's, new it's, tincture it's, of laudanum and opium in. Sizzip, yeah. right? <laughs> no, he was he was basically, he was the Venn diagram between, I want to say, Steven Seagal and Lil Pump. <laughs> well, you know, but he's drinking it. That's more Lil John. No, Lil, Lil, Lil Pump. That's Lil Pump. In the video but obviously, an, an English thing you could never consort with anyone called John. So. No, of course, of course not. But, Little or otherwise. But what's amazing though about him was that everyone hated him. There was no one who liked him. Like even his best friend said that he, I've got the quote here. He looks like a great sausage stuffed into the covering. That was how one of his best friends described him. A great a, sausage a great, stuffed into the covering. <laughs> stuffed into the covering. I, I'm, I'm noticing, I, you know, because we're broadcasting professionals, when we do yeah. our, mm. our mic check, we say what we had for breakfast this morning. Correct. I'm looking over his menu. That seems quite yeah, something. So, but that was just before he died. So the day, like the day before he died, he drank avocado toast. He drank. He drank <laughs> an entire. He ate. Sorry, he ate in a pigeon, um, and a beef steak pie because he was a patriot. Um, he drank three quarters of a bottle of Moselle, a glass of dry champagne, two glasses of port, and a glass of brandy. That wow. was breakfast. 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 That that's fucking that's huge. No, that's that's the breakfast of like of someone who just knows that they're like a, a brilliant investment bank. Now. <laughs> this is this is the one thing I I, like, I do like about the royals is that they really have like a long and great tradition of just getting sourced in the morning. <laughs> like they really they really do not give a shit. Like, do you ever read like that that schedule of fucking Princess Margaret and the Queen Mother's oh, yeah, Day? Sort of bottle of wine, yeah, like, nine a.m. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, cracking open Fine, the yeah. Paul Roger at eleven o'clock in the morning, like. Yeah, huge. I mean, when you don't have a lot to do in the day, you sort of find ways to sort of booze it away, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, and the Queen Mother lived to 102. She, but she was mostly sort of pickled in gin by that point. Yeah, the preservative qualities. Like sort of that, that jar in a pub that just contains sort of eggs. <laughs> Every morning I drink, a, I drink a cocktail that's a pint of gin mixed with a pint of formaldehyde. It is really what keeps me going. Well, that's, that, I, I mean, honestly, that really does... I, I found Princess Margaret's schedule, by the way. Yes. It's 9am, breakfast in bed, followed by two hours in bed listening to the radio, reading the newspapers and chain smoking. 11 a.m. podcasts. <laughs> 11 a.m. gets into bath run by lady's maid. Noon, hour in bath, followed by hair and makeup at dressing table. Puts on clean clothes. Um, she never wore clothes more than once. Uh, 12.30 p.m., vodka. Uh, 1 p.m., four-course lunch. Half a bottle of wine per person. And half a dozen varieties of native and continental cheeses. <laughs> so that's that's by 1 p.m. The native cheeses. <laughs> but only, only British cheeses. It goes to show, though, everybody, like every single motherfucker telling, like, oh, the working class, if you, you can be working class and healthy, you just have to, like, mm. economize and eat well and whatever. All of these people are, like, constantly poisoning themselves and, like, having a... a, a Cholesterol, com a completely cholesterol well, George diet. Ford, and, no, I don't think all the people saying that are in the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> the queen going like the queen isn't Jamie Oliver. Every every person sort of saying that sort of in general, the working class needs to like eat healthily so it can like 
so everyone can sort of, you know, live long, a long and healthy life to like 70 or whatever. And, you know, don't enjoy anything. Go running for four hours a day. All of these people are lazy lard asses who are constantly getting drunk and eating a full quite, cholesterol diet. Quite a few of them were so fat that they changed fashion to make sure they wouldn't have to get unflattering clothes. Like George the Fourth was so fat that people started wearing trousers because he didn't want to wear uh, britches because they were too tight. Um, and he and Edward the Seventh, who was king from 1901 to 1910, um, was so fat he couldn't do up his waistcoat, so he stopped doing the bottom button up, which is why to this day you're not meant to do up the bottom button of your waistcoat. Ooh, see, we're paying respects to an ancient to, to ancient yeah. tradition. When you're so fat, you change your country's fashion sense. I think all, I think all <laughs> of huge. all that's, of that's, these that's really thick. Thick. all of these <laughs> that's traditions. The real thick boys. <laughs> <is, laughs> when you all, change the dress code he, forever, he was, a, he was a plus size icon, and he was just exercising self care. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry for fat shaming George the Fourth. <laughs> oh wait. So now the only the only people who are like continuing this tradition are like the the uh, the the Kim Il Sung dynasty in yes. Korea. <laughs> like getting so fat that everyone has to wear a boiler suit now. <laughs> one one lobster per day. Didn't King, Kim Jong Un eat so much cheese that his knees cracked? Or something. What? His ankles. I think his, he cracked his ankles or his knees because he ate so much cheese every day. I love that, like where you can get like so rich and so fat that you discover illnesses that have never <laughs> happened to anyone else. Like I have eaten so much cheese that my knees have cracked. They're like, what is it? It's not. It's never happened in the history of medicine before. <laughs> so this is the, that's the other thing, though. All of those guys, all of those guys who are like sort of the, you can see walking through Chelsea with driving gloves or whatever. Mm. They're all basically paying I homage. Guess walking through Chelsea with my driving. Gloves. <laughs> they do this. <laughs> If only I could afford a car. I spent all the money on these driving gloves. No, these are. This is the, this is a type of guy, Milo. It's a type of guy who's like the uh, you know hot shed long guy. Su success is the essence of style or whatever. But, but everyone who likes these royals, they never yeah. actually like them. They're all sort of toadying. So yeah. sort of when when George the Fourth died, I, I've got an amazing quote here from one of his best friends. This is important to remember. He said, "There was never an individual less regretted by his fellow creatures than this deceased king. What eye has wept for him? What heart has heaved?" one throb of unmercenary sorrow. If ever, if he ever had a friend, a devoted friend of any rank, we protest that the name of him or her has never reached me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> one of his best friends. Oh. But that's, that's what I mean. This is the thought I've been trying to get out for a couple of minutes is that all of these people who are constantly paying, even if they're toadying, they're constantly paying homage. They're, they're imitating the styles. They're imitating the styles of like the worst people who ever lived in this island. Yeah. Who do I you mean, base it off? Uh, I base, Who do you base your style off? Uh, I base all of my style off of uh, whatever is extremely comfortable and will probably get me yelled at in uh, so George terrible the fourth. nightclubs. George the Fourth, comfy clothes. Same principle. <laughs> yeah. Same principle. Not same clothes. I don't know. George the Fourth built a sex palace. I think that's something we can <laughs> yeah, all, exactly. We can all I get. I want to do something similar. I just don't want to, you know, do what he did. I want to do my own thing. I see. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think this is like a classic one where like the Royals, the Royals, uh, spoiler alert, mixed bag, <laughs> really mixed bag. <laughs> I mean, like the Queen seems more or less fine. I mean, you can constitutionally disagree with this. She doesn't seem like she does terrible things on a regular basis. George the Fourth seems a bit more troublesome. <laughs> does she do terrible things on a regular basis? I don't think so. She's I really mean, into horses. Yeah. I she, mean, I know she has, she's, she's very into pigeon racing. 
Oh, wow. I mean, that's quite working class. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is the great thing. So like the, the royal family in, in sort of the late 19th century stopped being like the rest of the upper class in the country in that they stopped sort of being really degenerate and sort of being incredibly loose and buying incredibly expensive thing. They're actually sort of meant to be sort of more middle class now. Like sort of the queen eats all her mm. cereal out of Tupperware every day and buys old clothes. And like, that's wait, not wait, middle you, class. Wait, you, it is wait, in this country. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So she pours her cereal into a Tupperware and then pours milk into a Tupperware. No, no, no. Her breakfast table. I was going to say that, that is the action of a psychopath. Her breakfast. And she watches, I think she watches Coronation Street every day. Or it's EastEnders. She yeah, watches so, some soap. So the every Queen's day. an authenticrat. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I mean, that is the thing. The, yeah. the royal family, that's the They did She's make a switch. She's changed the way she speaks to sound more normal as well. They, they did make a switch from being like insane, inbred yeah. gastropods yeah. to like. Like, con- like, like she, she used to sound like one of those sort of, you know, British Pathé newsreel casters from the 1930s. And now she sounds more normal. So. Hey, child, get in here, you <laughs> fucking idiot! You could do this entire podcast in the, the voice of- <laughs> That's like, what if, my, what if my nan was on meth? That's what that sounded like. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, she's the nation's nan on meth. George IV when he's high on laudanum. In my sex palace. Where's that China movie Right? So, but yeah, it's true. They switched. They became authenticrats. I never yeah. actually thought of it that way. Yeah. It's like, it's like in order to, they, they, because when they could no David longer. Cameron did. It's what David yeah. Cameron did as well. When they could no longer justify just Dave. like. The day the day he stopped being prime minister, I think he went pheasant shooting. Like the, the day after he stopped being prime minister, he was like, I'm, I don't have to be an authentic he person anymore. a sigh of relief. <laughs> he could stop holding it in. So George V, um, as, as we call it, is actually the inspiration for V for Vendetta. Um, the famous movie. So just just in case you wanted to know, um, V from that film was based on George V. George V is actually the most rational king. Uh, he he was the first woke king, though. Okay, because he because it was he was king sort of nineteen ten to nineteen thirty six, and it was when obviously socialist parties started becoming elected, and when the Labour Party and the general strike was going on in Britain, George V told everyone they couldn't mock them until they lived like the people who were striking. Okay. So he was, it, was the, it was bizarre, sort of, and he used to wear red ties because he wanted to prove that he was a friend of the Labour Party. He sounds pretty cool. He he re, he had no friends who were Tory ministers, but some of his best friends were Labour MPs. Okay, so one, far, one Labour MP once told him such a good joke that he burst his lung, <laughs> and he had to go for surgery. Okay, wow. uh, <laughs> he sounds like a pretty big dick guy so far. But he also was a bit racist. Oh, damn it. But everyone was then. <laughs> but he, he only became king because his elder brother, I think Arthur, died. And Arthur was quite possibly Jack the Ripper. So it's sort of... Oh, you wow. Know, <laughs> you got lost one, caught the other. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... Upgrade. <laughs> Look, at least, upgrade he wasn't, at least he wasn't John the Ripper because that would have been way worse. We're probably steps away from, uh, from, from the site, no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Once again, I'm sure uh, Britain first types would probably prefer Jack the Ripper still lived here than sort of <laughs> it become the, <laughs> the, the caliphate, caliphate that it currently I'm is. I'm just glad I got a pass to come into the caliphate tonight. Indeed. But um, no, he was, he, was, he was a little racist. He wasn't as bad as his son, but um, sort of he went to India and on one hunting trip in one week, he shot 21 tigers, eight rhinos and a bear. Um, so he would have been excellent at Fortnite. <laughs> he was planning a delicious meal. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was sort of the first emperor of India to, to, to visit India. And he sort of had this huge coronation ceremony with, that cost probably sort of millions, while quite a lot of Indians were obviously extremely poor. Um, but he was, he was really into blood sports. He, he was obsessed with shooting. And in one hunting, one shooting trip in England, he shot a thousand pheasants in six hours. 
And wow, I mean, that, that's just a good work rate. But then he went later. So that's just a good tower defense game at this point. <laughs> but he admitted they were like, they, he sort of realized he went later. We perhaps went a little far. I wonder what they did with all those pheasants. Uh, he used to give them to people. Well, we had like a taxidermy pheasant army. <laughs> I, 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 so I, when he was buried, it was sort of like the, yeah, the terracotta <laughs> soldiers. The terracotta <laughs> pheasants. I, I love the idea that he's that he's out here like just shoot like just mowing down pheasants with yeah. a Maxim gun, and then just making a sort of tear of tearful public apology of like I was young, uh, it, I didn't know better. I was uh, I was running to be mayor of London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people say it's unsporting to hunt pheasants with a vicar's machine gun. <laughs> I say, it's, I say it's just good sense. Just <laughs> calling in a tactical nuclear strike. He, on some he pheasants. changed. He put Sandringham, the palace in in East Anglia. He put it in its own time zone, so that he could, <laughs> so that he could shoot for an extra fifteen minutes every day. So when you got there, you had to put your clock. You had to change the clock so that he got more daylight shooting. I'm sorry. Ooh. I don't think this guy belongs on a list of bad kings. He sounds fucking but awesome. He was he was also the one who was killed by his doctor. So that it with a like speedball. So, yeah, yeah. so that the death would make it into the times and not the evening standard. Okay, so he was like he devoted <laughs> yeah. his life and death to posting. Exactly. And his then, doctor was like it's very important that King George V dies in the same way that John Belushi will eventually <laughs> die. <laughs> a future tribute to a king of comedy. I'm but, sorry, I don't understand why this guy isn't awesome. He's the original animal house. He is, he is actually probably he's one of my favorites, but the problem was he was just obsessed with empire. Mm. But he would he was he 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 probably helped cause World War 1 because he had such a beef with Kaiser Wilhelm that they just wouldn't talk to each other and they used to send each other sort of passive aggressive letters that when World, War One, when World War One happened, he didn't even try to stop it and sort of talk to him. Um, but he would like buy modern art and burn it and, you know. Oh, oh, it was Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> King George V was Banksy, a real twist. But of course the problem was that his children, one of his mate, his eldest son who would be king was totally messed up and maybe it was his fault because his son was Edward VIII who was a Nazi. Oh yeah, who who governed? Was it Barbados? Yes, but uh, the, Bahamas, the Bahamas. Yeah, the Bahamas. To stop and he him, couldn't to be king because he wanted to bang a milf. Yeah, but we yeah. we made him governor of the Bahamas during the war because we didn't want him. We didn't want him going to Germany, <laughs> so we sent him to them. So he he was meant to be king. We need somewhere neutral <laughs> to put this racist where he can't do any damage. Let's send him to the Bahamas. <laughs> you can't be racist in the Bahamas, <laughs> dude. We're sending you to Milf Island. So he was he was meant to be king. And he did become king. So when George the sixth, George the fifth died, Edward the eighth became king, and he was king for about six months, nine months, something like that. But then he wanted to marry an American who had been married, I think, twice before, and was about to get divorced for a third time. Um, and then the government said, "No, you can't do that because the king can't marry a divorced person." Um, Even though the church, the king founded the Church of England, because the Church of England is always, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then because yeah, there's always like, yo, you're the head of the Church of England, so you can't get divorced. Even though the Church of England literally came into existence in order to facilitate the king getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the Church of England is basically a religious organization devoted to like ensuring that you know uh, cheetah print underwear still gets made. But he just seemed quite. Our Welby's into. <laughs> He just seemed quite a nasty man. He, um, you know, he, his younger brother died from epilepsy and he was just like really rude about him. And he said he went to, he, he believed that the, the white- <laughs> Died of epilepsy, pussy. Yeah, basically, yeah. But he, he, he went to visit Hitler. Um, he believed the white race was the most superior race. And he went to Australia and said indigenous Australians were the most revolting thing he'd ever seen. 
Which, if he was alive now and he went in Australia and said that, he would be elected to parliament. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, would, he, would, he would pass a motion saying being white is actually okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Edward VIII, uh, sort of semi-deported Nazi by the standards of his time. Yeah. Australian uh, major party leader by the standards I of can our see, time. If, if Edward VIII had been king now and we'd made him divorced, there would definitely be a sort of free Tommy-esque movement to let Edward VIII marry Wallace so Simpson. Ed- Edward VIII, then King Tommy Robinson. <laughs> king Tommy Robinson. So yeah. Richard I, King Gavin McInnes. Edward VIII, <laughs> King Tommy Robinson. King Tommy. Um, I'd say king, George- king, the, king Tommy the Unready. George, yeah. the, George V, kind of king us. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, George V is also obsessed with collecting stamps. Are you? Do you collect? Yeah, stamps? King Us. Yeah. He's a fu- he's like he's like oh, a yeah. socialist kind of introvert <laughs> who just fucking like like loves having a good time and died from an overdose of heroin and cocaine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the ultimate the ultimate crossover. We are actually a cross between King George V and King George the Fourth. He was he was the perfect example of what the Spectator called the woke who do coke. George the, George the George the Fourth King uh, Monty Python fat guy punchline. Wait, I love that that idea of that headline of the spectator offices being like, wait, everyone likes these woke people. They think they're cool. How can we convince them they're not cool? We'll tell them they do cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine's not cool. <laughs> um, right. So, sorry, that was brief. That was a brief. That was a brief review. <laughs> but so Edward, back to Edward the Eighth. Um, so he he abdicated in 1936. His brother George the Sixth, the current Queen's dad, became king. And so then the war happened, and Edward the Eighth had been visiting Nazi Germany. He used to get. He used to like go and give Nazi salutes because he thought they were great. Um, he supported appeasement. His wife, who he couldn't marry, had an affair with uh, Ribbentrop. Why would you think um, Nazi Germany is so great though? Because like, he thought just the white race. Because he was a total Aryan. He's sort of oh, yeah. big Aryan booster, wasn't he? Yeah, because it's. Uh, but we, really, when you look at it, it's a lot of just marching information. Yeah. Like if you just if you go to visit and just look around for a bit. It's like, ah, yes, these, there's just an enormous amount of marching. And torches. Yeah, it's marching and torches. Tiki torches. Tiki torches. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, and there was this great thing where it, not great thing, this kind Wait, of astonishing so he thing. Got, he got cocked by Ribbentrop. Yeah, he did, yeah. Ribbentrop, or as he's known in modern day Russia, who? <laughs> who was that? I don't remember. But, I don't remember he, any um, he used to he, he used to write to Hitler a lot. And at the end of the war, just before peace was declared, um, there was this secret mission to go and burn all the letters between Edward VIII and Hitler because they didn't want them to be published. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like Hitler is like, yo, Edward, I like you, man. But, but he was- You let Rubentrop fuck your woman, man. That's just fucked up. Like, Rubentrop is like the guy at the Nazi office that we bully. Like, man, if you're letting Rubentrop fuck your girl, man, no one's going to respect he, you, man. He wanted to be, he was going to be king if Hitler had invaded. He was going to make Edward VIII king. So- you know. Damn, we narrowly avoided <laughs> the, Nazis, the Nazis sexed in Wallace Simpson. <laughs> but something like 20, 20 years later, they said, they said they sort of asked Edward VIII, you know, what if he had any reflections on the war? And he said, well, the thing about Hitler is he wasn't really such a bad chap. Wow. Really, really galaxy brain take. <laughs> <there. laughs> Edward VIII is the first, but what about but the said, Autobahn and guy? Then they, and they said, what about mm. the war? And he goes, well, of course, the fault of the Second World War lies with Roosevelt and the Jews. Interesting. He's a cool so, dude who loves fashion. <laughs> and milfs. <laughs> yeah. 
He's a, that's it. He's a cool guy who loves fashion, and you know he might think some alternative things to you. But what are you afraid to debate him? Edward VIII, if he was alive today, would definitely have like put some old timey adhesive over his mouth and had a daguerreotype taken. I did. Of him. I did this story yeah. though that he the after the war ended and we still had rationing. He used to uh, get the government to send him more ration vouchers because his wife um, was trying to buy underwear. And she didn't have enough ration vouchers. So the government was forced to send the cucked uh, Edward VIII uh, ration. She's items. like, Edward, nobody, no kind of Nazi, no self-respecting Nazi is going to fuck me in these pants, okay? <laughs> I got to buy the sexy ones. <laughs> Holy shit. Ed- Edward VIII just like standing there in a corner while like a Waffen SS division goes to town and his wife just being, oh, guys, come on. He Come was really on, upset. At least let me watch. <laughs> he was really upset though, because when he got back to Paris, when the war ended, because he'd moved to Paris after he abdicated, and he came back to Paris and he said, none of my friends are still here. And they said, yeah, none of your friends are still here because they were all collaborators. <laughs> Damn. Looks like, looks like my real friends went up the river it's for me. Like, um, it, it, it's, like, it's like the words of the famous rapper, um, push me to the edge, all my friends are dead. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like Edward, Edward the Eighth. Push me to the edge, all my friends are in Argentina. <laughs> Edward, Edward the Eighth just knows about about loyalty and friends, and he's the Goodfellas king, essentially. Oh. <laughs> the, when king I was Tommy. in Nazis, king Tommy. we called ourselves Goodfellas. <laughs> Goodfellas. <laughs> Goodfellas. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's like one time when fucking Ruben Ruben Chop has been uh, uh, he's at the, he's at the bar and then like he's like yeah no yeah Hitler you're a funny guy and Hitler's like what funny how <laughs> what like you find me amusing um before we switch to the uh before we switch to the European honorable mention um there is one. One other other royal I'd like to touch on. One other British royal I'd like to touch on. Who do you want and, to touch? Uh, on. I w- no. Uh, no, here's the thing. I do actually want to see if I can touch Prince Charles's face because I want to see if his skin moves or if he is just like a, an automaton of some kind. If he's taut like a volleyball. Like, <laughs> like what do his ears toit. feel like? <laughs> toit. Toit. Like a toy guy. <laughs> like, think about this. Like, what do his ears feel like? Are they like light like a bird? Like, are they like leathery like bat wings? Like, what do they feel like? What do they look what do you like? Think Does he, his skin move? Either him, way, he's avian. But if he's an automaton, who created him? Oh, he's a Meet Dave situation. Definitely, he's definitely being piloted by a little guy on the inside. Uh, I just, I just, you know, been piloted by a small man inside my head for the last six. Wait, wait, so, wait, so, Prince, so Prince Charles is an is an Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Charles, yeah, Prince Charles did. I'm just, I, I have to generate my AT field. Tes- Tesla's new project, yeah. an autonomous heir to the throne. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's the Johnny Sack of the roles because everyone's just always ragging on him for having an unattractive wife. <laughs> but more so because he like used to have a hot wife, but then she died in a mysterious car crash. It was always in our hearts. So Charles, a lot of, lot of wives in this guy. Two, um, two wives. Two wives. Which two by wives. royal standards is pretty good going. A, a third yeah. of the maximum. <laughs> Okay, and, no, and 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 only one of them has been a mistress, so he's done pretty well on that front. Okay, so you know, so far mm. so good. But alt- is it? But he's kind of a weirdo, right? He but, really likes he, potatoes. Yeah, that's kind of putting it mildly. Um, he is obsessed with um, organic produce um, and um, come and <laughs> and Orientalism. Okay, <laughs> just Go organic on. rice <laughs> is the ultimate fantasy. No, he's just—he's one of those guys, you know, sort of, you know, who sells sort of 
if he was if he wasn't a royal, he'd have done sort of art history at Cambridge and then opened an antique shop in Chelsea selling Indian handicrafts. You know, whereas yeah. actually he did land economy at yeah. Cambridge, the most galaxy brain degree. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the dumbest possible thing to take. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't even on the university rowing team. Yeah. <laughs> but now, oh, man. which you have to be to do land economy, yeah, if, as if, far as I understand. If you're, at, if you're at Oxford and you're studying water management and you're not on the university rowing team, something went wrong for you. <laughs> when I say water management, I mean I think you'll find that beer is like eighty percent water. So you all know. Humans you all are, know what human, I was Humans are in fact seventy percent water. Yo, so, so <laughs> I'm, 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 I am more I'm, than qualified to manage people. I'm practically doing anthropology. <laughs> so, no, just, just so, yeah, I'm actually studying studying water management, which more or less like qualifies me to like be a like a really, really, really high up like executive at Google. Is that your normal voice? Shut up, Ned. <laughs> 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 Stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> but no, so so instead of instead of selling antiques on the King's Road, he is heir to the throne. <laughs> he just lives on um, the King's Road. <laughs> and also, he can you, can you when he travels, he the... takes his own bed with him. Like when okay. he goes and stays at his friends on the weekend, rather than just like crashing, he sends a van with his own bed. So he's, he's never and his around. own Lucy and his own Lucy as well. Lucy? Leather leather Lucy, not Lucy Lucy. Oh right! Oh, well, I was Lucy. just imagining that. Just imagining like, him and Camilla <laughs> sleeping in bunk beds. But they take everywhere with them in a in a van. Because if you struggle to get like top this, any sizable double bed, in a... <laughs> he's a power bottom. In a... He has the bottom bunk, but he is in charge. So this is this is Prince, this is Prince Charles. Divine divine right of top bunk. Yeah. Who is an organic farmer? An organic farmer who sort of yearns for the glory days of empire, like a lot of these people. But also, seem but to. in many ways, also is is quite. You actually shares a lot of views with sort of um, probably who are left of center now. Like he sort of was deeply opposed to Afghanistan, Iraq, um, most of the conservative governments. Just as countries, not even the wars. <laughs> <laughs> he want, He's deeply opposed to them existing independently of Britain. Um, yeah, he was opposed to the wars, and he's. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's sort of a weird character. In He's a ways. mixed bag. He yeah. he does seem like a deeply eccentric person who seems like he was not made for the like public proto, eye. He's like proto-woke. You know, he's sort of halfway there, but at the same time doesn't want to abandon sort of a lot his of his principles. bed. Yeah. Exactly. The bad the bad parts. Yeah, the bed yeah. van. That's, that's <laughs> really exciting. Van, yeah. that's, that's a special really, kind of Uber, I'm, isn't I'm, it? I'm really in touch with the people, but... Must insist that you take my bed in front of me by van. Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's like a weird. Maybe, you imagine it being like a really luxurious bed, but maybe it's just a really weird bed, like it's a, a bed futon, of nails. It's a Muji. It's a Muji. It's a Muji futon or, or a race car bed. <laughs> I like. I like to pretend I'm going fast. I, I sleep in a big bed with the woman I used to cheat on with my wife. I am a big boy. Yeah. Uh, but he also didn't. He, he got bullied to... at school. You'll be shocked to learn. He, he, oh, did he? Yeah. Bullying, mean, bullying, bullying a, royal a prince is, is, like, <laughs> yeah, is a strong <laughs> move. Yeah, bullying a royal, that's bald. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're not going anywhere in life, Charles. <laughs> well, I mean, technically he's going to be king. <laughs> Unless he becomes an auntie or marries a, position, a divorcee or both. <laughs> your position's a figurehead. Your position's a figurehead. Yeah. <laughs> People on leftist podcasts are going to shit talk you, Charles. <laughs> and no one else, especially not the Unlike rest of me, us. me, my aunt's a horse who knows the queen. 
Especially Cut. <laughs> no, that's fine. I will <laughs> shit talk you. We can leave that in. No, because now we think Milo's answer, horse who knows the queen. Yeah. Hurts, don't it, bitch? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, because that's my voice. And I talk in. <laughs> right. So the other thing was, though, didn't he also try to influence politics with a series of, he like, used to write, letters? He used to write um, letters to Tony Blair. But sort of, they got more and more pleading, Dearest like Tony. like the Eminem song. You know, they just got they got sort of like weirder and weirder. I'm sorry, Tony, <laughs> I never meant to hurt you. That was obviously a Stan reference. Why would you go to that? Why song? would you? Why would you? Because do that? it scans. <laughs> I've been sending you lots of letters, but you still ain't calling. And I write the addresses real accurate when I write them because I got my own stationery set because I'm Prince Charles. <laughs> I know you got my latest. I know you got my latest letter. I wrote it on the bedpost in my bed while I was in a van on my way to my latest appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Who takes a bed to appointments? Yeah. Like, ah, I'm going to the doctor. Better pack a bag. Sex appointment. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, wait, no, the whole song ends with him driving the car over a bridge with Diana <laughs> in the trunk. <laughs> he was driving his bed van through Paris. <laughs> <laughs> a white Fiat bed van. Um, yeah, so, but he's, he, he was sending these ben letters. Donovan. <laughs> there we go. There he it is. He was sending these letters to Tony Blair. Just in case we missed it the first 10 times. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was sending letters to Tony Blair, just sort of complaining about, um, well, everything. He was he got a weird obsession with. There's a type of fish that lives in the South Atlantic, and he just got very obsessed with that fish. Patagonian? No, not even. It was in it was in the Amazon, the Patagonian toothfish. Oh, is that the one that swims up your dick? I, no, I don't know. <laughs> have, you the have, you, Jenny, have you seen them? Ghastly. <laughs> they they go right up there. <laughs> <laughs> they swim up the stream of piss into your balls. But, but Tony, I understand is where it's stored. But Tony, they're going extinct. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do something. But but also, he was also things like he was. Sort we of, should keep them in the serpentine. But what the, the Guardian fought for a long time to get the letters unveiled, and then they just turned out they thought they were sort of big, sort of you know deep state controlling the Labour government, and they just really bought letters about fish and eagles and things like that. Oh, albatross. He was really into albatross as well. <laughs> just, I just love the, like, like, like Prince Charles is sending Tony Blair like email forwards. <laughs> but you have to respond because he's the Prince of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, check out this, check out this meme. <laughs> it's like, and it's just an albatross crying at the camera. And it's like, yes, Prince Charles, thank you. This has been very yeah. nice and very enlightening. So he's, he's, the, he's the nation's weird uncle. That's Prince Charles for us. That's Prince Charles. That's Prince Charles. Now, oh, he, he, he got very into um, calling Chinese people waxworks. Oh, cool. Yeah, as well. That's one thing that they've been... Even though he looks a lot like a waxwork. Ooh. It does take one to know one. <laughs> it's the opium, you see. It gets to their, <laughs> gets to their skin. Right. So this is... Let's, let's talk about the last, last royal also in, our, in our, 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 our unholy uh, parade of sort of depraved people of only of which only one was actually cool. I think it's important that I'm I'm showing them a picture of what Charles II of Spain looks like. Yeah, can we link the, the picture of Charles II of Spain? This this you bear in mind is a very oh, flattering portrait. Yeah. He's saying I can't show it to you, but So Charles II of Spain looks exactly like Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> if no Sylvester Stallone but with AC Grayling's haircut. <laughs> Charles II of Spain, hashtag FBPE. Hashtag people's vote. <laughs> FBPE. You gotta get the people a vote. Someone described, someone did, so Charles II of Spain was the last uh, Habsburg king of Spain, I think in the late, very late uh, 1600s. Um, and he was so inbred that 
he just sort of barely functioned. You know, there was a there was a line that he was always on the verge of death, but repeatedly baffled Christendom by continuing to live. <laughs> same, him, absolutely same. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and when the, Christendom is he confused. He was so as ugly as to cause fear, and he looks ill. <laughs> um, what what uh, what did the physician say who performed his autopsy? Oh, That's incredible. So, so when they when they when they when he died. The, the doctor said that his body did not contain a single drop of blood. His heart was the size of a peppercorn. His lungs corroded. His intestines rotten and gangrenous. He had a single testicle. I mean, black, he was dead. He had, a, he had a single testicle, black as coal, and his head was full of water. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think you met these guys wow. at Oxford. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a... but um, no, but he was he was one of those people where his his parents were were um, uncle and niece which made ah. Charles their son, great nephew, and first cousin, respectively. Oh, wait, hang on. So his his parents were like a Brazzers porn skit. Like, <laughs> uncle <laughs> punishes niece for stealing stealing pens from his desk. <laughs> from his king all, desk. All eight of his grand, great-grandparents were, were first cousins. And he was described as short, lame, epileptic, senile, and completely bald before 35. And that his Habsburg lip was so pronounced, he spoke and ate only with difficulty and did not learn to talk until the age of four and could not walk until the age of eight. Wow. <laughs> this is the European tradition that we're fighting to protect <laughs> from the outsiders. This is the European superstate. This is who yeah. would rule it. Thankfully, there are no there are no Austrians in the modern era <laughs> having a massively inbred family thankfully, that they're keeping secret thankfully, from everyone. Thankfully, the Queen and Prince Philip are not cousins. No. They're second cousins. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's legal. <laughs> <laughs> that that actually is kind of the that's that's enough uh, of what Prince I Philip himself is in line to the throne. <laughs> oh god. Oh wow. <laughs> that's interesting. And on that bombshell, I think it's time to bring this episode to a close. Yeah. Aren't you in line to the throne, Riley? No. <laughs> Not as far as we know. <laughs> I've never. I. I'm going to go on the record. I've never. I've never met anyone in line to the throne. I have no idea what you're talking about. But I've met several distinguished horses. <laughs> Look, I, may have, I may have met some people who were in line to the throne, but I did not inhale. <laughs> Ned, thank you very much for thank coming you. on to this. It's been a pleasure. Premium Patreon episode. Mm. Um, I, I. I don't think we have much to plug. Yeah, we have the live show. What no, this that? is coming up well after that. Yeah, you want to go to the live show? Well, fuck you, because it's already it's happened. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can come to Ivan. We had uh, last night, uh, I did my first edition of my fortnightly stand-up show, Smoke, at the Seckford. It went really well. And uh, there's another one happening on the 7th of November, where it's going to be Ben Pope, Zoe Tomalin, Archie Henderson, and Huge Davies. Yeah, so this will be out before be great. then. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I could only recommend that you commodify your descent with a t-shirt from Little Comrade. Uh, you could get your favorite racist thing a monarch said on it, or maybe you could like list all of your like relatives who are related to one another, but who are above you in the family tree. Yeah, th this week's suggested custom text is Ribbentrop fucked my wife. <laughs> <laughs> or he had a single black testicle. <laughs> oh, yo, they call my wife Poland because she got double teamed by Stalin and Ribbentrop. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you could just keep it simple and, and just say, perhaps you went a bit far with the pheasants. You decide. You can order what you want. Uh, also, thanks to Ginseng for our song, Here We Go. You can find it on Spotify. It's a very good tune. Mm -hmm. um, I recommend that you do. And otherwise, uh, thanks once again to Milo and Hussein for be making this show possible. And thanks to Ned for coming and wasting your time with us here today. <laughs>